Welcome to The Stack, a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech so that you can cut through all the noise, know which developments you should be paying attention to, and hopefully, if you're lucky, <laughs> become a better marketer. Today is Thursday, December 20th. Christmas is almost here. And we're coming to you from the Pepperland Marketing Studio in Cheshire, Connecticut, episode number 34. And today we're going to beat up on Facebook, right guys? Oh yeah. Heck yeah. How's the week going? It's good. It's um, Thursday. Can't yeah. complain. Any more gift shopping? Yes. I do still have yeah. to buy my mother her air fryer. Don't you hate when a friend buys you a gift and then you have to go and be like, oh, well. Where, where does one to go to uh, find an air fryer? Well, air fry, I'm going to Target because they're yeah. on sale and it's there right down go. the street from me. Um, but Ryan, we're not friends, so. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about someone else that bought me a gift. But Tim got me donut socks. I, Hopefully I, you've yeah. made those purchases before uh, you're listening to this episode because it'd be too late for you. Oh snap. Tim's going to buy all his gifts on Amazon because he loves Amazon. I um, I bought two gifts on Amazon this week <gasps> or this year, um, both for Sean Henry. Oh, uh, boy. Because Amazon is the only place where you can buy stupid stuff that you can't find anywhere else. And so, Sean loves stupid stuff. I do. I do. And I often buy really stupid stuff on Amazon. <laughs> I actually take deep pleasure in finding the stupidest things possible and then gifting them to people. Ryan, did are my gifts to Sean good gifts? Oh, the best. I'm intrigued. Um, so each week we bring to you, the listener, a roundup of the things that we thought were the most interesting and the things that, you know, if you just tune out, everything that's happening in the world of marketing, you should still know about. But before we get to that, I wanted to float something past you guys. Past us or the listener? Well, both. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Really, it's for the listener, but I am curious what you guys think. Um, so there's been all this news over the past year, bad news about all the creepy ways that all the big tech companies are taking advantage of our, you know, data, invading our privacy, then getting hacked and having it all stolen. Right. Um, so there's, there's definitely, I think of it as a, a big backlash here. You know, we sort of felt it coming, uh, in 2017, uh, you know, that people were going to get a little bit more sensitized. Is that a word? Sensitized? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why is not? Now. If you can be desensitized, you can Desen be sensitized. That's the, I think, well, yeah, I guess so. All right. Anyway, uh, you know, that they would start to be bothered as they learned how all this information is being used. Um, even if they were opting in to, to do it, you know? Um, and I, I think that started to happen. Um, you have people abandoning Facebook, um, you know, all these hearings, right. Um, and who knows? I don't know if this is just like a, a temporary thing or if this continues through 2019. My guess is that it continues and, and accelerates. Maybe that's temporary. Maybe it's permanent. Who knows? But it's had me thinking. What if Google was gone in the year 2020? Wow. Not that's necessarily that's because crazy. everybody gave up on it, but let's say we find out they commit some, have committed some terrible crime and they are just ordered to, you know, cease operations. Yeah, you know, I don't know exactly how that would pan out, um, you know, or some form of that, right? But, but let's just say there's this just colossal collapse of Google over the next few years and um, a new alternative doesn't immediately emerge. Or let's say people totally give up on Facebook and that marketing channel dries up. Uh, they also give up on Instagram and Twitter and, you know, all the other social networks. 
Just what if it all went away? Well, I personally have invested quite a lot of money into some local billboard companies <laughs> um, in anticipation of that backlash. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think that society as a whole, like, would drastically change. I, it if, would. Well, yeah. If, yeah. if Google didn't exist like, in well, 2020. I, <laughs> we better start learning about Bing. I don't know. Right. I mean, I don't know. Well, so, you know, when did, when did MySpace go away? But like, that was I, around 20, uh, 2006. But like at its peak, people weren't thinking about, well, you know, what am I going to do differently once MySpace goes away? And, and right. we just never tend to do that. Right. It very well could happen, right? Um, what what would you do for your business if your top marketing channel? So Google drives, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80% of all traffic to the average website. Uh, if you're a large organization, that's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people coming to your website essentially for free every single month. What would happen if that suddenly went away? I'm assuming that there's like some big, you know, revelation at the end of this. No, but hopefully it's giving you a whole lot of panic. Well, yeah. Because would you survive? Would you would you have um, you know, uh, an acquisition channel that still worked if these, you know, primary sources of traffic in 2018 mm -hmm. were suddenly no longer mm -hmm. it, the a loss of Google would basically be putting us however many years in the past. We yeah. would be losing a search engine that you know, is learning about us and like, you know, yeah. it would take a lot longer to digest and find information. Unlikely, but it could happen. Right? right. Well, that's why it's really important that like as a business, I mean, even us, like we, we don't just rely yes. on Google. We yeah. know, we're collecting the, that contact right. information for people who come to our website where, um, you know, so we, we, we have some, some, some level of ownership mm -hmm. over who those people are. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's important. You do need to have, um, you have to have multiple channels, right? You can't be dependent on one. You need to have a plan to, you know, have ownership over that relationship, over that database so that you can communicate directly if it's necessary. Um, but it also got me thinking if you, if you plan as though that is inevitable and that's what's going to happen, that's going to push you to like really focus on earning and winning, you know, the, the trust and the, the love of your customers. Right. So hopefully that never happens. Those channels never go away and they continue to work for you. But if you kind of work towards that goal, you know, plan for the apocalypse, you're going to be in a pretty amazing spot. Right. So something I've been chewing on bringing us down a dark path. Well, like, you know, what would we do if, if we weren't getting leads for our agency through the web, Fortunately, we'd probably be getting some referrals, right, from clients. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there it wouldn't go away entirely, but it's a, a big source of our our inbound leads, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totes. Food for thought. Something to think about. Let's go into our lightning round. No, we're lightning not at the round. lightning round yet. We haven't even we, we're started at the beginning yet. of the episode, round up. All right. So um, who's got the first article here? I will go first. Um, so... Facebook search ads are now available to select businesses in North America. This is an article first reported on Search Engine Journal by Matt Southern. Um, and the, 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 the quick takeaway here is that um, Facebook, and I know that they, they, did, they offered these 
these search ads in the past to some extent, um, but Facebook is trying to reclaim some of their loss, some of the revenue that they've lost recently because of all this backlash, and they're rolling out what is essentially um, a competitor to Google search ads. Um, the difference here being that you know search Facebook, ads are only in Google, uh, only in Facebook. Well, yeah. So there, so that with Facebook, it's a social network. With Google, right. it's an information source. You're probably primed a little bit differently to see and act on ads in um, Google search as opposed to in Facebook search. But this also, of course, depends on what your business, you know, what a business is, what your search is, how mm-hmm. you personally use Facebook, um, and that's largely why. So the uh, the the businesses that these ads are available to currently are automotive retail and e-commerce industries, which makes sense because some of those, you know, those industries um, have a foothold in Facebook. Some, they do a lot of, some can do a lot of business through their Facebook pages. Um, Probably makes less sense for say an online marketer. Have you guys seen any of these ads? I have not. Have you? (laughs) I, I don't know. I just, you know, guys, I think we're going to become a, a Facebook search ads agency. Oh, geez. Yep. We're going all in. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what's your advice to people? My, my advice here is for the love of God, do not just jump into <laughs> Facebook search ads um, yeah. for the exactly what I just said. People use Facebook for very different reasons than how they use um, Google. Yeah. When you when you go into Google, you're looking for information potentially to buy something. When you're going into Facebook, typically it's to communicate. Or to look at stupid pictures. Or to, or to, get, or to get really angry about something. Yeah, right. exactly. I think Facebook um, has been making this big push to like be its own search engine. And while the data may be, I don't know exactly what it is, but I just don't think it's going to pan out. No, I, don't, no. I just don't think it's not it's not a viable like search engine. I mean, they're they're acting like it's going to be. So. Yeah. so my advice, our advice, don't don't switch your Google ads. But I think people are going to try it. I think I that, second that I think that th- this is a competitor for Google's ads dollars. It's not a it's not a direct competitor for Google. I just think it's a competitor for their money because people are going to take their advertising money and test it in Facebook. And well, that's that, where that's, Google's that's for sure. A lot of people have already moved um, a, a big portion, if not all, the budget that they had previously you know, allocated towards Google mm-hmm. over to Facebook yeah. and other social networks. So like, yeah, I think I, people I mean, will eat it up. I definitely think some that, that but, there will be companies, there will be businesses that test the waters. Um, but for the, uh, for the vast majority, I would expect that after a month or two, they would switch back to Google. They're just, they're not going to see the same kind of click through. Mm. Better ways to spend your time and money and efforts. Absolutely. What else we got, guys? On to the next. Uh, continuing with the Facebook idea, this is titled Why Top Marketers Won't Quit Facebook After 2018 Scandals. It's by Carrie Flynn for, I hope, I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it Diggy Day or Digi Day? <laughs> Diggy Day. I, think it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, think I don't it's know. Diggy Day. <laughs> um, so, like, as we've been talking about, it's it's no secret that it's been a tough year for Facebook. And they, uh, sorry about my voice, by the way. I've been coughing my head off all day. Um so it seems like a new scandal is popping up every couple of weeks or days or, you know, whatever it has been. Um, but even with all those letdowns and, you know, the diminished trust marketers aren't giving up on Facebook just yet. And we actually had a conversation two days ago and kind of this morning about 
kind of getting rid. I, I had asked Sean if I was allowed to get rid of Facebook <laughs> and he told me no, which I respect. <laughs> it's just, it, I, I have lost trust. I saw a tweet earlier today. I forgot uh, who did it, but he was like, I, you know, he was talking about the environment that Facebook has, you know, created for itself and how he doesn't trust it anymore. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the same wavelength, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I would, uh, I'm at the point where I have zero interest in maintaining a uh, Facebook account. You know, actually, I I do still find value in uh, Facebook communities. I think there's some excellent conversations that happen there. Right, happen there. But that's I, there's, there's no that reason the that website? that can't be replicated elsewhere. Right. I, I don't see anything yeah. like special about Facebook that couldn't be re- replicated. They mm-hmm. just happen to have all the accounts. Right. That's right. where people already have. Right. Why not get off of Facebook and start your own personal website? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, I saw that, I saw that today too. And in, in kind of a response to this. So, um, that's where we were back in the, right. Back in the good old days. Right. I, so I'm going to take a contrarian view here. I, I am disgusted with Facebook's level of, um, non-transparency, but I have to say if we all read the terms and agreements back when we signed up in 2007, they made it pretty clear what we were signing away. Oh, totally. We just didn't read it. So I think a part of this definitely falls on us as the consumer. Um, Just throwing that out there. Okay. Personally, I will use Facebook for cat videos and marketing. Right. And and I said this morning, how much more information could they get from me from now until, you know, whenever I stop, ultimately stop using Facebook. So I don't know. They probably have everything they need. Um, but to quote uh, Carrie in this article, they're giving Facebook time to work on solutions and will continue to put their ad dollars toward the plat- uh, toward the platform. Why? Because a priority for most marketers is a return on advertising spend. And despite its privacy problems, Facebook continues to deliver plenty of it. So, and it's fair. Big, yeah. yeah, no, I, I well, think if it's it, fair if it's if it's working for you. Yeah, if it's working, it's working. I, I know. I didn't. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't read this one. Um, did they do any? breakdown by industry or like no it not, wasn't no okay. not not that deep really opinion right yeah i mean so do you have any advice for uh the I, listeners here i think that um if you're looking for a return on investment i think the big takeaway here is that facebook works for certain people others it doesn't but i yep. think if it's working for you and you kind of have the feeling the same feeling that we do it, it's okay. I think it's okay to continue to use it. I wouldn't, you know, I think put a halt on it. Yeah. I think, um, whatever, whatever your personal views of Facebook as a company may be, mm-hmm. um, if it's a viable channel for you, put your personal views aside and do what's right for your business. Um, knowing that your customers may, you know, they may decide to leave Facebook for some other source. And at that point you'd want to consider also making a switch, but don't just, you know, well, right. that don't goes, let the hysteria sort of um, guide you too far that ahead. That goes of, back to the point where not when, you know, don't lean on just one thing. So yeah. if it's working for Facebook, find another channel just in case. Yeah. Well, don't pull out a Siri on a tweet, right? So you got to, Oh, he went there. I went there. Went there. I went there. Um, I thought you said Siri at first, so I was a little confused, but now I understood. (laughs) I think he did. (laughs) I have to go back and listen. I mean, I, all right. So I think that it is totally justified for a business to take a stand, um, on principle and values. Um, but understand the consequences. Yeah. You will have some probably short-term pain as a result of that. So, 
Yeah. I mean, I think a, a safer bet, it's like, you know, if you have a job that you can't stand, right. You shouldn't just quit cause you still got to pay the mortgage. Um, but I guess I'm coming in tomorrow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you should, uh, I knew, that was, looking, I knew that was coming looking too. for a, a, you know, a shift in strategy. And I, I think any business should be paying attention to, um, you know, the backlash that Facebook and other networks are getting right now mm. and be thinking ahead because it, uh, it is going to lead to some people yeah. leaving. And I think eventually that will mean that these ads aren't as effective as they once were. So you got to pay close attention to that. Look at your, your data, use tools like data box, you know, stay on top of it. The, the daily, weekly, monthly trends, um, and, uh, test new emerging channels to prepare for what may come in the future. And what I would also say is if you are um, not currently advertising on Facebook and now you're really torn because you've been spending the past few months making the case that you should be and suddenly you've got this budget and you're hearing all this bad stuff, um, it may still make sense for you to go ahead and build those out and get it up and running. Test it, but again, you know, be thinking long-term yeah. and uh, see what happens. Just as a quick aside, Facebook usage dropped 8% in the United States since yeah. 2017. So I, I think that's, it's going to skew towards certain age groups. <clears throat> you got to slice and dice. Like they're true. Yeah. true. I feel like half of uh, the people I know on Facebook are just completely oblivious to any of this stuff. Right. Period. Oh yeah. Because they get their news from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sean's putting on his tinfoil hat. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Uh, it? Is it is it over to Sean or back over no, to Tim? No, we're uh, go, go, I want to have like a goofy uh, voice here. Gutenberg. There you go. Right. He did it for oh, me. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> number three for today is uh, this is an article from um, oh geez, Joost de Volk for Yoast. I hope it's Joost for Yoast. Um. I think you should have uh, um done the goofy accent for his name too. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, but it is called, should you update to WordPress 5.0? Um, we've, we talked about this a little bit last week. And I think the week before that WordPress was rolling out this massive new update um, to version 5.0, which is uh, built largely on its new sort of drag and drop WYSIWYG editor, Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Um, and a lot of companies, a lot of businesses are wondering, you know, should they make the switch? Should they hold off? Should they wait? Um, guidance from Yoast, which, you know, they know their stuff. It's similar guidance to what we sort of have is, um, you know, if you can afford to wait a few weeks, um, it's probably for the best because there's just bound to be um, some bugs that need to get shaken out as there are with any new hardware or software update. Um, we've, you know, we, we personally, we, we updated our version of WordPress to 5.0 last week, right? The day that it was available. And there, there are some pretty obvious, um, bugs. It's nothing that for us that would, would break us, but it's a little, you know, it's a change in workflow. Um, so if you're entering a really busy holiday period, you probably don't want to make yeah. any substantial changes to your website, um, or risk, you know, losing some business. Um, if you're even if it's not a holiday period, but if you're about to go into just a regular seasonal period, maybe hold off. Um, I don't have a lot of exposure to it, but 
from what I just did, you know, I uploaded the blog. What, what was it? A couple of days yeah. ago. It's just different. It's different, but it makes sense. And it's just, it's something to get used to. And, and some of the things that you're used to turning on or turning off or adding to are kind of hidden. Yeah. You, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's, everything is just slightly different. You have to retrain yourself to, yeah. to use it. Especially if you've fallen into a regular. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely struggled with it. I, I, still struggle with it. Um, and it's been, I don't know what, two weeks now or something. Yeah. The other point that Yoast makes, and it's a very good point is, um, if you rely on certain, on any plugins to run your site, um, those plugins will also have to undergo some updating. Well, I think that's kind of the, the beauty and the thinking behind the update in the first place, actually, because a lot of those updates, a lot of those plugins, you know, they don't follow current best practices. They're not fully responsive. Um, they're not updated. And I think the, the new, you know, some of these blocks that they're building in, um, kind of eliminates that yeah, problem for, for sure. to a degree. So the long-term impact that this hopefully will have is a better web. For sure. It's just in the, sh- in the, in the short, short term, term. Yeah, the transition. In yep. the short term, if you update your website, but certain critical plugins yeah. haven't yet updated, you could. So break your website. But what do you guys think? Like personally, do I you like it. You dislike I, it. I no, like, I, d- I do like it. Yeah. I like that. It's very intuitive. Once you know what you're doing, like when, once you're, you're used to it. Um, but it's just not something you want to learn from scratch yeah. when you're in a rush. Yeah. So I have a, um, um, a real testimonial here that oh. I want to read. And this person, I'll, I'll let them remain anonymous. Um, this is of, of WordPress 5.0. Yeah. Yeah. They said, it's another example of a company just completely redesigning the interface to make it more modern and, in quotes, intuitive, when no one was asking for it. Reddit did it recently, and that was horrible, too. Block editing websites is the reason I chose WordPress over Weebly. <coughs> Kevin. <coughs> <laughs> so not everybody likes it. I I get it. It's yeah, Well, it's I mean, good. it's the thing is, like, in addition to overall making the web a healthier place, yeah. um, WordPress has to acknowledge the fact that they have been um, losing a bit of business to those more intuitive yeah. um, platforms like Wix and Weebly. Yeah. And of course they're, they're going to want to reclaim that business. Have you guys ever used the GoDaddy editor? The uh, I personally have not. Nay. It's terrible. <laughs> well, there we go. Just as an insight. So um, the moral of the story is just take your time. Yeah. There's no rush. There's no rush. All right, so we've got our new segment that we started last week. We do. Um, um, we do. Actually, there is one other thing. Um, oh boy, this is a. Um, this isn't a full article, um, but it's a trend that was um, pointed out by. Da, 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 da. Um, oh lordy, lordy. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, <laughs> um, but Gianluca uh, Fiorelli on Twitter. Um, and we'll include a link to his tweet in the, uh, the show notes, but he, uh, he shared a screenshot, um, from the, um, sorry, I just kind of blanked out the stat counter website. So, um, it's gs.statcounter.com and it shows the, the market share, um, of browsers from mobile to desktop. Um, and of course for, for years now, uh, the trend in mobile searches and mobile web usage has been skyrocketing and to a point where it overtook desktop. Uh, so for, you know, early days of the internet, desktop was king, mobile 
uh, gradually overtook it. And that's led to a whole lot of changes in the way we create content and the way we design websites and search behavior and all that. But um, something changed in November, you know, assuming the data is accurate. And uh, once again, desktop has overtaken mobile. So like a complete reversal in the, the past month. And what is going on, guys? I, I know what caused it. Yeah? Yeah. So there's um, clearly there was one super user, Which is one really mobile like super user who stopped, like he, he broke his phone and <laughs> he can now no longer access the internet um, by, by mobile. I personally hate searching on my phone. Do you? Yep. If, if, like, if I have a laptop even close to me, I'll just use it rather than search on my phone. Mm. I don't know. That's not the answer, but. Yeah. So we don't know what's behind this. I have all sorts of conspiracy theories, but um, it's interesting to look at. So I would recommend you check it out. You can slice and dice by country or by continent um, in other ways. Um, and there's there's some interesting differences as you look at different regions. I'm sorry. Did, is this just Google data or is this? I actually haven't checked into that. I don't, okay. I don't know how I'm the data is uh, collected. That, that'd be curious to, to find out. Um, but. If that is accurate and that's a, a real trend, that's going to have some implications. So we'll have to, to keep our eye on that. All right. App of the week. App of the week. So this is actually an app that Sean found. Did I? You did last week. And we said no to it because we had a different app that we wanted to review. Oh boy. Um, that was SEO Minion. Check out last week's show notes for that review. Um, but this is Sanity. This week we're, we're profiling sanitycheck.io. Um. Oh, don't, I, I don't know why Ryan well, just I, I, I zoomed in on my screen. I was just confused the the domain there. Um, but so so sanity check um is uh let me scroll down to my my notes um it's an app that you can use to get a little bit more out of Google Search Console if you're not um if you don't regularly use if you're not comfortable with the existing interface. Um, this is sort of like a stepping stone to get you there. Um, or if you just, you know, regularly perform the same sorts of actions over and over again, this might be, this might help you automate certain things. Um, did did you have something? Well, I mean, what really caught my interest here is that it is a, a tool designed around, um, you know, helping you run SEO tests. Yeah. Um, with some sort of, you know, reporting and kind of streamlining a process that anybody who's doing that kind of thing is largely doing manually, manually without yep. any tools currently. Um, so we've, we've recently really kind of doubled down on that where any changes that we are making to a website, um, really both big and small, we're acknowledging that um, sort of is a test. Like we don't know if this change is going to have the desired impact or not, but we sure as hell want to know if it did or if it didn't, and we want to take some, you know, corrective action if necessary. Um, but we also want to know what worked so that we could replicate it. Right. For um, sure. so we're trying to get more structured, actually run well thought out AB tests, learn, um, what's working, what isn't get some insights from that. And, uh, any tool that is designed to make that easier, um, is going to be it's cool by us. Yeah, totally. So I actually have not had the opportunity to try this out yet. I don't know if any of you guys did. I haven't tried. I haven't actually tried it out, but it seems um, the tool is designed around three like main functions right now. Um, one is it, it, that you know running those A/B tests. Um, 
The second one is automating some daily uh, daily page speed testing of say your your top page the top pages on your website or your, the most critical pages that you want to make sure are, are as fast as possible. Um, quickly p- to point out on a daily basis if anything changes dramatically, so you can figure out why and, and fix that those issues. Um, and the third main use is to generate some reports automatically that you can use to spot trends in um, some trends that you can use to generate new content. For example, highlighting queries that your website's currently ranking for, um, but that you're not really targeting. Like that's one use that. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. No, it looks, it looks really good. And we're, yeah. we're definitely going to give this a try. Uh, so we'll run an experiment or two. And we'll we'll go ahead and document the uh, the outcomes and share it with you in a few weeks. Yeah, but check it out. You can start for free, which is always a good thing. Yeah, it's uh, after that. It's I believe I believe it is ten dollars a month. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now it's time for the lightning round. Bam. Who wants to, <laughs> Who wants to do the the sound effects? Uh, I just that was, that everywhere. Was, that was pretty good. I it's spit okay. into the microphone. I'm sorry. I'll add the real one over your fake one. Right, this is officially forever my microphone. Now. Oh boy! All right. So, Instagram adds new ways to engage with followers. I think the the biggest one that we were kind of talking about, Tim, was the countdown feature. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, it, if you're a business that does a lot of that has a substantial Instagram following, um, it can be a big deal uh, when you're rolling out a new product or launching a new tour, or if you have an event going on, or even if you're just this publishing nice new for content. Black Friday. It would have been great for Black Friday. If you were having a sale or something like that. Mm. Um, It's pretty cool. Social media outpaces print newspaper in the U.S. as a news source. News source. Not surprising. Like, I I, I I guess it's surprising to me that that's just happening. Yeah, that's (laughs) honestly what what kind of made me take a step back. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, I felt like it happened a long time ago. Television is still the main source. Um. I believe news sites are still above social media, but social media outpaced print. Just to- it's funny because oh. I I've just recently started subscribing to the print version of newspapers. Really? Yeah. Sean can afford to pay for his news. Well, Kelly made fun of me because <laughs> I sit there and I read the newspaper now. And <laughs> anyway, um, what else we got? Do you have your old man glasses too? I must. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Um, The Slack HQ team nailed the implementation of the how to and how to section schema markup. So this is actually new. Um, Well, the, the, the presentation, the markup isn't new, but the the presentation of it. It I mean, it looks great. So basically what this is, is uh, Google rolled out a schema. Is that right? That's that's just the name of it, right? So schema is the markup you use to um, make it really easy for Google and other Mm. search engines, whatever, to extract information off your content, right? make quick sense of it. So that benefits you from an SEO perspective um, because it makes your search results really, really stand out. And if you see this uh, screenshot, which you should definitely check out, I mean, it's, it's going to funnel a whole lot of traffic to their (laughs) content, right? So, you know, if you do have um, this type of content, as many of you do, um, this could be a good reason to to get a jump on that if you haven't started to implement it. Um, and I think there, there's actually some follow-up articles that came from this as well. It's, it's a test though. It's not something that is fully deployed just yet. Go home alone again with Google assistant, you filthy animal. 
Did you guys see this commercial? I did. It, uh, it made me mad. What? You don't like I Home don't, Alone, right? I don't like Home Alone. Oh. oh. I like the I like the criminals. I hate the kid, though. <laughs> I, I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever. Yeah, it was pretty um, good. Um, but it's funny because I, I watched it with the audio off, so I don't know what they, they say. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah. That's pretty good. I'll withhold additional comments on this one. 2018 Rewind, a look back at the top stories, moments, and research. Didn't care. Uh, who was that one from? I don't. I also don't care about these things. Google, but that imagine, was Google. Right? They always yeah. do that stuff. But well, I, I mean, Facebook, you, you YouTube, say, yeah. Facebook, Snapchat did did a a uh, 2018 in review of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, I, was, I actually kind of feel like it was a slow year for marketing. No, not a slow oh. year. For, year oh, a slow okay. week though. It, it was. I think. Oh. Um, yeah. I think largely because of the hol- upcoming holiday holidays. Mode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well. I think that's it. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah and joyous Kwanzaa. And we'll get, are we coming at them next week? Or the week after? We will be coming back to you uh, first week of January. There we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you in 2019. And as always, if you liked what you heard, please leave us. A nice note. Again, we have cups full of $100 bills for you. Oh, and if you want nothing to do with iTunes or Apple products and, you know, you just listen to Spotify all day long, you could find us there too. Right. Little known secret. Or SoundCloud and soon to be probably Google Play Music. Yeah. Or whatever it is. I have to yeah. figure that out. Okay. Cool. Peace out. <laughs>